This is Peyton Jones from the Church Planner Podcast and author of Church Zero, and you're listening to Christ is All with Frank Viola, one of the most stimulating podcasts around. Hi, fun seekers. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about a ministry dream team. Someone defined teamwork thusly. When you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run far. Teams are vital in the work of God. When Jesus was on the earth, he sent his disciples out in pairs. Teams of two, mostly. We often see pairs in the Gospels, Peter and John. James and John, Andrew and Peter. In Acts, the pattern continues. Peter and John, Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Silas, Aristarchus and Secundus, Luke and Titus, etc. Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 to 12 says, Two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Then there were those precious and unforgettable moments where Jesus took only Peter, James, and John to be part of some special task or event. Teamwork, co-laboring, co-working. It's written in the bloodstream of God's work on this earth. On May 11, 2015, I wrote a blog post entitled, Select three people to be on my ministry team. In it, I stated that most of you know that I'm built for collaboration. Teamwork and co-laboring are part of my DNA. Speaking historically, it's obvious to me that the Lord has done far more when his servants worked in teams than he has with individuals flying solo, no matter how gifted those individuals happen to be. Moving the discussion over to the secular realm, both the Beatles and Led Zeppelin were supergroups. What they accomplished together trumped, by far, what each artist accomplished on their own after the bands dissolved and each member went solo. For these reasons, a ministry coalition is something that deeply appeals to me. Because I believe so much in the team concept, I've done writing collaborations with Leonard Sweet, Mary DeMuth, Greg Boyd, Doran Gray, and George Barna. 
That said, some of you have expressed your desire to see me involved in a Christ-centered ministry coalition, and I fully resonate with that desire, for it's been in my heart for many years. So this is what I asked my blog readers to do. I asked them to pick three people who they'd like to see be part of a ministry team or a ministry coalition with me. The team would probably do some or all of the following. Speak together in conferences and seminars. Collaborate on writing projects. Create a joint website featuring articles by each of the team members. Peer review each other's work. Think of C.S. Lewis, J.R. Tolkien, and the Inklings. Periodically meet together in person for prayer, mutual encouragement, and strategic planning. Well, we had hundreds of responses. Many people selected individuals that I'd never heard of. Others selected very well-known individuals. Before I get to the responses, let's hit rewind and go back to 1974. In that year, five men came together to do the Lord's work. They were teammates, co-workers, co-laborers. They were also friends. I'm not interested in rehearsing the history of what they did and how they did it, nor am I interested in exploring some of the mistakes they made in the particular movement they ended up spawning. Several of them talked about it later and repented. I want to focus on the gifting of the individuals and the team they put together. I'm speaking of what was known as Christian Growth Ministries in 1972, and later in 1977, they were called the Fort Lauderdale Five because their center of operations was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Now, I'm well aware of the movement they spawned in bygone days, and I've analyzed the movement and the lessons we can learn from it in a book entitled Reimagining Church. But the purpose of this podcast and the reason why I'm mentioning the team again is not to focus on the things they did and taught, but to focus on the principle of teamwork and their mutual gifting. If you know anything about the history of rock music, you're well aware that Led Zeppelin is regarded as the greatest rock band that ever existed by many music critics. Each of the four members were extraordinarily talented in the use of their particular instruments. Jimmy Page had no peer in his tour de force Titanic guitar riffs. The same is true for John Bonham, a formidable drummer, Robert Plant, a seminal vocalist, and John Paul Jones, an incomparable bass guitarist. But more than that, together, Zeppelin possessed a rare and unparalleled chemistry. It wasn't just four obscenely talented musicians doing their own thing. It was four amazing musicians who had uncanny electricity and undeniable power when they played together. They were musical equals, and when they played together, it was phenomenal, creating sort of a fifth element. Each member was a master musician, and each inspired the others. And they wiped the floor when it came to their competitors. Again, for this reason, and to repeat, Zeppelin is regarded by many musical experts as the greatest rock band in history. As such, their music is timeless, being featured in contemporary films even today, some 40 years later. In terms of that kind of giftedness and that kind of chemistry, the members of the Fort Lauderdale Five had the goods. Derek Prince, Bob Mumford, Don Basham, Charles Simpson, and Ern Baxter were a supergroup, quote-unquote, of spiritual ministry. A dream team, if you please. Whatever else that can be said about them, in terms of sheer spiritual gift, this group of men were a powerhouse of formidable spiritual ministry. And this was especially true with Baxter, Prince, and Mumford. 
This dream team has rarely been observed in church history. Let's take a look at the Fort Lauderdale Five's physical ages when they first came together in 1974. Interestingly, some of them were working together beginning in 1968 as the Holy Spirit teaching mission. But the team of five began six years later, and in 1977 they all moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, earning them the nickname they bore, the Fort Lauderdale Five. Interestingly, in the secular world, Led Zeppelin also began in 1968, and they rose to their greatest height of fame in 73, 74, and 75. Back to the Fort Lauderdale Five. In 1974, Ern Baxter was 60 years old. Derek Prince was 59. Don Basham was 48. Bob Mumford was 44. And Charles Simpson was 37. I find this interesting. No doubt when Ern and Derek were in their 30s and 40s, they had no idea whom God was going to meld them together when they reached their 60s. To my mind, this should be an encouragement to every person who serves the Lord today. Now, why is this important? One of the reasons is that I resonate with it. God has wired me for teamwork. I'm not a solo player, never have been. Ever since I put my hand to the plow of serving the Lord, I've asked the Lord for co-workers. And I thank him that today I've had two co-workers specifically in the area of church planting. However, I'm talking about something much broader. I'm talking about something that reaches, touches on the subject of the deeper Christian life, and Jesus Christ. I believe that in the days to come, the Lord is going to raise up a close-knit team of passionate servants of God, highly gifted but broken vessels, prophetic but marked by great suffering, having a deep history with the Lord, much spiritual experience, a burning vision of God's ultimate passion, and well-schooled in what has gone before them. They will not be interested in fame, name, or game, nor will they be jealous or envious of one another. Their sole interest will be Christ supreme, Christ central, Christ preeminent, along with a sacrificial love for others that never attacks back when attacked, never demeans when demeaned, but a love that has gone through the cross and has come out on the other side. They probably all don't know one another right now. However, they may have heard of one another. Yet I believe the Lord will bring them all together in his time, and their common goal will be Jesus Christ as all in all. The earth awaits that day. So here are the results of the survey. Again, to my surprise, hundreds of names were offered, and about 50 of them were people that I have never heard of. Some of them, the individuals who I have heard of, I could never envision working together because we have nothing in common except they were Christians. However, there were others who were offered who I believe would make a great team and I would be more than happy to explore a co-working relationship with them if they were so interested. I have struggled whether or not to release the names of those individuals who you all selected that came up over and over again. And I was going to do that as recent as last week, but I decided that I should not do that. And there are several reasons for that. One of the things you need to understand is while I resonate with your desire to see me on a ministry team with some others of like mind and like heart, I do not feel the Lord is calling me to initiate such a team, to try to put it together myself, to give invitations to various individuals to be part of such a team. I believe the extent of my role is to do the survey, which I did on my blog in May 2015, 
and then to release this podcast to offer the vision and to share a bit of my heart as it relates to it. If it is the Lord's will that such a team be put together and some of these individuals who you have selected be a part of it, I believe that he will put this podcast in their hands. I will tell you this, none of them, to my knowledge, regularly listens to this podcast. In fact, many of them probably aren't even aware of it. But the Holy Spirit has his ways of moving upon people's hearts, and somehow it will get into their hands. And if that's the case, and you are in ministry, and you would like to explore a co-working relationship as I have laid it out here, I am easily accessible. And you can go to my blog, frankviola.org, and look at the contact page. If you're not very familiar with my work, I would encourage you to go to frankviola.info forward slash about, or just go to frankviola.info and you'll see the about page. And that will give you a quick summary of the work I've done thus far. Now I'm recording this in June of 2015. This podcast will remain up as long as the internet exists and Podbean doesn't go south. Let me make one more comment. It is not necessary for all the individuals on a ministry team to agree on every single point of doctrine or theology. I'm aware of no ministry team who has done so. Every single artist who has been part of a team doesn't agree on every single point of music or musical taste, but there's always a common bond and a common thread and a common theme. The same is true for a ministry team. So a consensus on every theological point is not necessary. However, it is necessary to have a consensus on the main themes that the team will be built around. I hope you find this helpful. Let the Lord lead you to do what you will with it, to share it with whom you feel the Lord has led you to share it with. And in time, I believe that the Lord will, in fact, put together such a team. And I look forward to that day because it's been in my heart for a long time. Until next time, be good. You're back in the city.